This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 257. And the quote of the day is, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and this is officially the first session that I'm recording from the West Coast um, here in the in the San Francisco Bay Area. First off, I want to thank everyone for your emails and your comments and all of that and all of your well wishes. Uh, my wife and I made it out here. Everything is cool. We're in sort of temporary housing right now until our stuff arrives from the East Coast and the studio situation is sort of temporary as well. So if it sounds a little weird, it sounds a little echoey, uh, it sounds a little uh, left of center, not as not normal uh, to the podcast, that's the reason why. But we'll have that fixed up here soon when we're in a more permanent situation in about a week or two. But until then, the show must go on, as they say. And this show, this session is another listener spotlight, and this is with Max Sennett. And Max has been a listener, he's been a supporter, uh, he's been a friend for a while now. And I mentioned this in the in the conversation that Max and I have never met, but I have talked to him numerous times back and forth from as soon as I started the podcast. He was one of the first people who ever reached out to me, said how much he dug the podcast. We talked back and forth. We've talked on the phone to get, I wanted to get more of an insight of what people are looking for, for the podcast. So without knowing each other, Max and I have known each other for a long time. So it's an absolute pleasure to have him on the podcast. And I love these listener spotlights. I can't wait to do more of these, but we are here with Max now. So let's get into it with the one and only Max Sennett. Max, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Awesome, Nick. How are you? Good. I think I just called you buddy and brother in one word. I didn't notice. I think I just called you bruddy. <laughs> we nice. just we just invented a word here on the podcast, bruddy. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, you are the first person to be recorded, sort of, I guess, in my in my West Coast studio now. So, so congratulations on that. <laughs> Nice. Congratulations on your move, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. This is cool. We're actually in a in a bit of like a temporary spot right now, but uh so this is the cool thing about about podcasting and this is the cool thing about, you know, having different irons in the fire is that, you know, I can run this business that's completely location independent, which is which is kind of a cool thing, which goes, you know, we you've heard me talk about on the podcast a lot and I think there's a lot of a lot of the listeners are feeling the same thing of that we really need to change, you know, the narrative and change what it means to be a professional and what things you may or may not have to do if you want to, if you want to work in music as a career, which you've done, uh, awesomely. So I want to get into, you know, your story. I want to talk about, um, how you've made different career transitions. If there was a turning point, all of that stuff, but just before we get into that, you know, I like to build a little bit of context. So just tell the audience who you are, um, you know, a little 30 to 45 seconds, about, a little bit about your background uh, and what you do. Sure. Well, my, my name is Max Sennett, and I'm a professional drummer, professional musician, and I'm a father of uh, two young kids. They're three and seven, and a husband, and I live in Toronto, Canada, and um 
Yeah, I've been playing drums for um, more than 30 years. And um, uh, what was the other question? What was the rest of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to know a little bit about, you know, the, the stuff that you're doing now. Um, and But my the big thing is, for me, was were you always a professional drummer? Or let, let me rephrase that. Were you always playing music as a full-time career uh yeah pretty much i mean the only other job that i've had besides playing music was washing dishes which was uh a long time ago <laughs> um yeah it was when the minimum wage i remember it was my first job i don't even remember what age i was but the minimum wage was uh three dollars and 14 cents an hour i believe something like that nice yeah, so that's we can say how long ago it was. But um yeah, I mean I kind of did that for a couple years, but uh not too long and then um and then just, you know, music took over. And uh So where did where did it all start for you? How did you get into playing? You know, I I don't even remember banging on pots too much, but I guess I was sort of banging on stuff a lot and my mom uh when I was seven years old, for my birthday, I got a snare drum. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I, I didn't have lessons at that time. I just got this drum and I don't, I have zero recollection of what I actually did on it. Um, I wasn't like practicing rudiments with a metronome or anything, or snare drum pieces. But um, yeah, you know, I, I just, I played it. Um, my birthday's in May, so I got it for my birthday. And I'm pretty sure it was Christmas that I sort of got the rest of the kit. Mm -hmm. um when i was seven and i'm sure uh, your parents are the same way every parent is they're like oh you want to play drums great <laughs> <laughs> actually my my mom was always very supportive um we lived in the country so there wasn't like a neighbor really issue um and i was basically allowed to play the drums whenever i wanted uh awesome. which was great yeah it was it was really great so um, so were you uh what turned you on to playing you know, I'm not, I don't even know. Um, it's I, just something I've always done since I've, since I can remember. Yeah. It just, some, some people are sort of born with it. And sometimes there's just this thing that happens, you know, like for me, someone left a drum kit at my house and I was like, Oh, let me sit behind these things and try to play. And then I was frustrated that I couldn't just sit down and play. So I was like, okay, I want to learn how to do this. Then let me, let me try to let me try to figure all this stuff out. So when you, when you're, when you're coming up, was there, was there sort of that point where you decided that this is all that you wanted to do or was it something that just ended up naturally happening? I, I kind of like to say that I never really imagined doing anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I mean, I was super into it. I don't think the drum set ended up in my house. Um, just like, oh, let's see if Max likes playing the drums. I, I think it was like a very conscious decision that I was something that I should definitely have is a mm -hmm. drum set. So then, um, you know, coming through through high school and, you know, high school was coming to an end and it was like, okay, what you do? And it, I mean, it was just um, the, the most obvious choice was to go to, uh, to study music after that, which was at a Humber College in Toronto. And, uh, you know, when you're applying to university or college, 
you have the option of applying to many places. And I just had heard about Humber and I just wanted to go there. So that was the, I only audition. I mean, I only uh, applied to one place and uh, I went to the audition and I, um, they told me I got in during the audition, which was great. Um, but he said, I got, he said, you're going to get in, but you got to, <laughs> because I was mostly self-taught, like you got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of stuff to do and you should take some lessons. And, uh, did you think you had a lot of work to do? You like, know, or were you sort of, I, I, and the reason why I asked this, because when I went to college, I was like, I'm the man I'm like, I'm playing in a band and you know, I got all my stuff together and I'll play circles around anybody. And then I got to college and I was like, Ooh, I'm sadly mistaken here. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I consciously was like walking around thinking I was the man, but like, um, I would definitely say that it, my eyes got opened uh, widely when I got there. You know, I didn't even really know. Like, I guess I'd heard, oh, yeah, you should practice. You're supposed to practice. But, like, I didn't know what it was. And once I got there in these practice rooms and people were practicing all the time, and it's like, it was like, yeah, I mean, it was like a – I also was I was living in a very small town and moving to Toronto uh, on my own. You know, there's a lot of a lot of changes and and, uh, and stuff happening. So it was, uh, you know – was a bit overwhelming at first, of course. So there was, this is sort of a side note, but uh, a listener of the podcast emailed me and I didn't know about this, that, that Canada has a sort of like an enrichment program for the arts where they pay for you to go somewhere and study music somewhere else or study some sort of art somewhere else and they pay for it. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of, I haven't done it myself. Um, I should, but um, there's all kinds of different grants that you can get for different for different sort of things. Yeah, I mean, you can get these. I, I've heard of people getting these practice grants where they just got like money so that they didn't have to work and they could just practice more, which is pretty cool. And, That's I, and pretty other awesome. people have. I mean, I've had I've had uh, friends, um, you know, get grants to for smaller things to come down and take lessons. You know, uh, with uh, John Riley, for example, in New York City. And stuff like that and uh, I think yeah the Canada Arts Council um, I'm not it, there's been a lot of changes but I think they actually owned an apartment in New York City that, that so that uh, artists could go down and and you know and and uh, have a place to live and and, t- and study right that's insane I can't imagine just getting paid to practice every day I know I I, <laughs> I, I gotta yeah I gotta work on that one that's a- there's an interesting thing about when I went to college the professor said, or not the professor, they had two guys come in and did sort of like an artist in residency. And they said, listen, you will never have the amount of time to practice later on in life as you do right now. You'll Heard never the same ha- thing. Did you? And I was like, I kind of, I, not that I blew it off, but I was sort of like, oh, okay. Like I'll always, you know, have this time to practice. And now I look back and I'm thinking, so if there's anybody out there that's in high school or college, you will never ever have the time that you do now to practice so use it wisely and and get some practicing in because life store life starts uh taking over life starts taking over life as they say absolutely you know absolutely um so so you're going through you're going through college let's talk about the transition of some of the some of the things that you had to either overcome once you're getting out of college you're trying to make this into a career where there are points where you wanted to give up or there are points that you decided or, or that you thought maybe this isn't for me. Was there any of that or was it, was, 
I'm guessing there wasn't any rough patches. Well, I mean, there was, I guess there was rough. Well, I mean, here's a rough patch, which I, I completely actually, I don't know if I forgot or blocked out of my mind, but like, um, I had actually like an injury. I, I totally forgot about it except hearing, uh, hearing the, your, uh, interview with your buddy, uh, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's talking about his injury. So when I got to college and saw everyone practicing and I was like, okay, I got to practice like <laughs> as much as possible, all, all these hours. So then I, like, I ended up injuring myself by practicing too much, you know, incorrectly too much. So that, um, that set me back a little bit, uh, actually quite a lot. But, uh, you know, I was, I was down to no playing for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then I, it wasn't quite as extreme, but, uh, I mean, you know, then it was, you know, I would start five minutes a day on the practice pad and, and, you know, and it would hurt and then five minutes and, and it wouldn't hurt it would, and it would feel great. And then building it up and building it up and you know what I mean? Right. So, um, that's one setback that I had definitely. But that um, was, I mean, that was early, sort of earlier in your career. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, it was, it was a convenient time in a way to have that happen. Um, as opposed to later, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I had tons of gigs booked and, um, and, uh, then I had this injury. So I have to, you know, figure out what to do about that. So I was playing in a band at the time and they did, um, they did have a, a recording booked and I, um, you know, they had to hire another drummer to come in and, and play which uh, which is painful for me but um right. i mean it, it was it was cool i got over it and uh, yeah the interesting thing about like i guess when you're so when you're in college and you're having this injury and things like i think it's easier to get over things at that age because as you get older as we said you know life starts taking over but then you know as a kid you're fearless and then when you get in your 20s and then you get in your 30s and you get in your 40s, I think maybe more practicality sets in. And I think people are less, less, you know, willing to risk failure. They're less willing to, to sort of go after that thing. I know for you, you never had to do that in terms of making this big jump of, say, leaving a corporate gig to go play professionally or anything like that. But you've maintained this career for, you know, how long have you been playing professionally? What, 20 years or so? And Yeah, about that, yeah. So what what do you think has been some of the keys to the longevity of your career? Because you're not playing with, you know, you're not playing stadiums. You're not doing like these huge, massive tours where you're playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people. But I think that we've made, we've said this enough on the podcast that you don't need to do that to be a professional. You don't need to do that to make a career. It's like Ndugu Chancellor said, you know, I had lunch with him a couple of years ago and he said, a lot of people aren't making it as musicians because they're afraid to do, or they're not willing to do the gigs that all the people years ago would do. So they won't do weddings. They won't do bar mitzvahs. They won't do corporate events. They won't do, you know, all these other things. And he's like, I would go work for Michael Jackson and then go play a corporate gig the next day and then go back and work with Michael Jackson again. He was like, because I was, I'm a professional musician and I get paid to play music. Yeah. You know? Um, So what do you, what has been some of the, some of the things that, that uh that you think have been major contributions to you making a career and a successful one 
throughout the last 20 years? I think it's it's just the being open, you know, not being like, oh, I don't want to play that kind of gig. I mean, I I basically take whatever comes to me that I can, you know, that I can handle. Um, if it's been something like musically that I'm not like, uh, oh, that's that music's going to be hard. It's, it hasn't really scared me. You know, I'm not I'm not afraid to to uh, put in the hours of learning the music. I, I've I've been throwing some pretty difficult music in the in the past and uh, and lately as well. Um, so I, you know, just, just being open, not, you know, it's like, uh, I have a, the teacher that I, um, studied at with at Humber college, uh, Mark Kelso, who you should have on the podcast someday. Mm -hmm. He was, he was talking about, um, this recently just saying, you know, he was, he was telling some students like, what do you, do you want to, would you rather flip burgers in it, you know, or work at McDonald's or you can go out and play some songs that you may not enjoy that much, uh, you know, at a wedding and still get paid for it. You probably get paid more for it too. Right. Right. It's like just, it's just choices and being open to it's at the end of the day for me, it's just, it's music, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm for me, I hopefully like, hopefully I'm going to play with good musicians with good attitudes. That's, that's, I, I, I like doing that. Um, and when, if that's the case, it doesn't matter what the music is, you know what I mean? It could mm-hmm. be, whatever um yeah like just being open i think that that's that's really helped and and being professional about it if you're going to be professional you know you have to you have to do the job you have to show up on time and and um yeah i took a music business class at humber college with uh, a guy named rick emmett who's who's uh, quite famous he was the singer in um triumph this, mm-hmm. this band uh, he said something um that I found to be really important. And he said, like, the music business is is tough. It's so challenging. There's like you you put in so many hours practicing and then you you know what you get paid for 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 what you put into it and you know it's never gonna be the same. And there's like this, you know, all the list of all these things that are like so hard about it, unreliable and blah, blah, blah. He said, but but he said if you have to do it, it's the best job in the world. And I and I and I truly believe that. Yeah. Like that that's one thing that he's that really stuck. It's like, you know, it's also it's like there's no formula also. It's like to an extent. I mean, you could break it down. There is there is a little bit of a formula, I think. Like if the if you're if you're never showing up on time, if you're not learning the music, if you have a bad attitude, um, you know, then that formula will probably lead to not getting hired to too many gigs. <laughs> right. It's easy to it's easy to uh to know how to not make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I always I tell students and I, uh, a lot too and and I I believe it myself, you know, it's like it is a challenging business and there is no guarantees. So that's why you have to it's like a it's like a no-brainer you have to show up and it's like learning the music, you have to you have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like it's even if you do all that, you know, it, you, it, it's still going to be challenging, but you know, like Rick said, like, it's like, if you have to do it, it's the best job in the world. Right. Love that. Yeah. It's better than digging ditches. Yep. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause and we'll be right back with my man, Max. 
A lot of times, some of the things that can be standing in your way is your technical ability behind the kit. And you can tackle your technical hangups by having experts address topics like grip, independence, coordination, mobility, and creativity. And the drum technique courses offered by the drum program at Musicians Institute, MI, will set you on the right path to growth. You can learn more about the drum technique courses and all the great courses at mi.edu. One line in the Dream Symbol family that I think is really cool is the Dark Matter family. They have the Flat Earth, the Moon Ride, and the Dark Matter Energy. And although they're all made a little bit differently, they all involve the Dark Matter process. And this is really cool. Check this out. They take a symbol that is already finished and then put it back in the oven, hand hammer it, and then shock it with cold water, and then put it back in the oven. And what happens is the ash and the soot from the oven are fused to the top layer of the metal, which give it this really, really unique sound. And you know what? I want to let you hear exactly what this process does to a symbol. Check them out. To learn more about Dream Symbols, their Dark Matter line, and all their great products, be sure to check out DreamSymbols.com. Now let's get back into it with my man, Max. There always just seems like there's some sort of breakdown. There's like this mental block of not not being able to figure out how to do this because like you said, it's hard. And what do you, I mean, where do you think that disconnect is? I mean, for me, I think that a lot of people either don't want to take every gig, they're too selective uh, there may be some ego involved, whatever the case may be. Um, what what do you think about why people find it so hard to make it? Because it, it is hard. Let me let me just preface it with, yes, it is hard to, to make it, uh, to make a career out of this, but it's possible. Um, so what do you think, what do you think are some of the biggest breakdowns or some of the, the biggest barriers that people are, are hitting? Or what do you see out there from people who are trying to do this professionally, but can't seem to make it work? Like what are the things that are people doing wrong? Sure. Sure. Or why do you think people are like, it just seems like there's this big, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's this big, you know, uh, wonder about like, okay, how do I do like, I can't like people every day I get emails about how people, you know, can't figure out how to make this their career. They're like, all I want to do is play drums for my career. And it's like this big mystery of how to do it. So I don't know if you have any insight about how other people are doing it and what you think, you know, what things you think people are doing wrong or, or some things that, that you see some common misconceptions or, or anything like that. I think maybe it's just a matter of how serious do you actually take it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I heard this quote by Yoda, (laughs) which says, there is no try. Or no, there's a, you either do or you don't. There is no try. Right. And then like some commentary leading up to that is like, I mean, if you say, oh, I'm going to try, like you, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just do, and if you're gonna do it, then you then you do it, and you do everything in your in you know in your power to to do it. You know what I mean? Right. You gotta just and and if if you're not, then you, then don't do it. 
that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot of instant gratification that happens, and not to go down that whole rabbit hole of of the instant gratification thing and the internet and all that. But there, one, well, one, I think that the internet has a little bit of effect on it because everyone puts out their best video. Everyone puts out, you know, them playing in front of all these people. Everyone puts out, you know. And this can go in any industry. It's not just drumming. If you're if you're involved in you know if you like business, you can go online and everybody has Ferraris and private jets and all this stuff. But it's all you know. It's not all fake, but it's fabricated. Let's just say it. Let's just leave it at that. And um, so I think that there with the with the immediate gratification thing that be, building building a reputation, building a a building a career, uh, building a business, whatever it is, it all takes time. And I, I, I personally, and this would, this is probably going to maybe piss off some people in the audience, but I think that a lot of people look at it and say, okay, if it's not happening overnight and I'm not playing in front of 25,000 people, then like it's hard and I don't want to do it and they don't want to put the work in to do it. But I know you just from, you know, talks that we've had and stuff that I've seen online from you, like you're hustling, man, you're out there, you're, you're working every day, you're grinding, you're networking, you're connecting with people, you're playing every gig that you can. And I think that there has to be some humility that's involved with that to, to be able to do that day in and day out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you basically said it right there. <laughs> like, it's just, um, you gotta just, you gotta do it. You know? <laughs> I love it's, it. It's, 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 I think it's easier said than done, obviously. Like, yeah. Like, I know if someone can take, oh, yeah, Max, he's like, he said, oh, you gotta do it. Like, oh, great. That's, that's great. So what do I do now? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, but you have to, I mean, you have to learn your craft. You have to, network you have to you know get out there and people know you and you have to i I think you know there's all these modern things internet and everything else but still word of mouth i i I think is is a you know that's one thing that that's not gonna change what did warren i I think warren buffett said it takes you it takes you 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to destroy it yeah i mean exactly that's you know that's why you got to watch what you do <laughs> you know, as well, even if, yeah. I, I wonder if it's, I, I wonder if it's just the idea of saying, okay, you know, I don't, this is hard and it's not fun. So music should be fun. So, you know, I'm not enjoying this. And, you know, maybe that's where, maybe that's where the rub is. Maybe it's the idea of thinking that like, it should always be fun all the time. And it's not going to be, it's a, it's a business, it's a career. It's a, you know, if, if it was, if, you know, not to be use the cliche, but if it was, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And right. so, so yeah, you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to, it's going to suck. There's going to be times where you either want to give up or you're not enjoying it, or you have to do things that you don't want to do. But guess what? Like you said, it beats, you know, if you had to do it, it's the best job in the world. So, if you go into the corporate environment, you're going to do stuff that you don't want to do. If you work for McDonald's, you're going to do stuff that you don't want to do. You're never going to get through life doing something that you don't want to do. If you're trying to, you know, design your life the way that you want it. 
or either way, I think even if you're not designing your the way that you you want, even if you're you know you're totally laxed and don't have any drive to do anything, and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna you know go dig ditches. You're still gonna do stuff every day that you don't want to <laughs> that you don't want to do. Right, but it's also, I mean, like I said, you know, just go and do it. But then, so then, if people are thinking, well, what should I do? I mean, there's always something that you can be doing. At, you know, there's times times when I'm not as busy gigging and then I'm, I'm practicing more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and with, even within like, for example, practicing, you know, it's not always going to be fun, but you can, you know, you can sort of get motivated, inspired or, or do, you know, do things in a different way. For example, if you're, you know, it's, it's a pretty good idea to practice single strokes roll, a single stroke roll or whatever. And you, you know, instead of, the metronome you could play along with music or something you know as uh, to make it fun mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you have choices there's choices of, of ways that you can do the things that aren't as fun in a fun way sure or just, just using a sing yeah i mean just using the single circle as an example right that's one thing you would right, have to right. do and a lot you know a lot of times i'm sure that you do this too it's like you sit down on the couch, you grab your laptop, and you're like, all right, let me just start emailing people. Let me start reaching out to people. Oh, I saw this guy. You know, any anytime I see anyone that has any sort of synergy that I've or you know, that I've any sort of synergy with, I email them. Like I'll whether it be coming across these people on Facebook or, you know, seeing somebody on TV or meeting a friend of a friend. It's like I always I'm always connecting with people. I'm always emailing people. I'm always and it's not like a hustling thing. It's just like, hey, man, you know, like I saw your show or I saw you playing drums or I, you know, you're doing this thing that I think is really cool, whatever it is. But just but constantly fostering relationships with with other people, which I think that you do the same thing, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's key. And I, and I think it's it's I mean, like like. Like Yoda said, you know, there is just do it. There is no try. So if you're like, if you're if you're thinking like, oh, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna go and talk to that person so that I can get into it. You know what I mean? Like, if 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 you see someone and and you appreciate what they do, then you can go and have a conversation and, and share some information. Like I remember there was a one time there was a a drummer in Toronto who's quite well known and 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 also known for you know being a bit tough to deal with sometime. And 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 I you know I. I, he was with some another group of some musicians and I wanted to go say hi to them. And, uh, my friends were like, Oh, you sh I don't know if you should go. That guy's, the and I, and I said, whatever, I'm just going to go <laughs> and say hi to these people because I, 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 you know, there was one person I wanted to talk to and say that I appreciate what you do. And, and right. I went up and, and nothing happened. So, <laughs> I mean, nothing <laughs> bad happened. So right. it's like, yeah, I mean, that's great. That's a great use of, uh, of technology as well, you know, mm -hmm. just to, um, to be able to, reach out and say, Hey, you know, I, I appreciate what you do. And, and I, I guess you're, yeah, you're right. I do do that. I mean, um, you d you've done it with me, you know, like even when, I mean, right. years ago exactly. when, the, when the podcast first started, you didn't email me to say, Hey, I'd like to be on your podcast or like, Hey, you know, like you weren't trying to get anything out of it. You just emailed me. Hey man, I really love the podcast. Keep it up. Thanks for putting it out there, you know? And now, you know what? Three years later, now you're on the podcast and it's it's literally because three years ago you sent that first email and you and I have developed a relationship from there, you know, and yeah. it, there's nothing contrived. I thought about that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, isn't that the, the natural progression of how, of how relationships start and how, you know, how friendships are made. It's just like, Hey, 
I, you know, I appreciate what you do, or I just wanted to connect with you and tell you, you know, thanks for putting this out or, or we have mutual friends, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but I think if you go into that, trying to make it transactional, you lose. True. Because you're trying. That's the try. You either do or you don't. (laughs) Right. Right. There you go. (laughs) And I'll say it again, Nick, like, thank you for doing this podcast, man. Uh, (laughs) Of course. I wasn't looking. I, I wasn't fishing for a compliment. No, but uh, but I would like to give you one because I just well, feel like it's something I need to do. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so great. It's I've recommended it to so many people, and there's just you know I I I I've read you know reading Modern Drummer my, like interviews for years and years and years, and and the, and they're great and inspiring. But there's something about the podcast, just hearing the voices and and you know hearing I don't know, it's just it's just awesome, man. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you supporting it. You've been a, a longtime supporter. And now to have you on here is great, too. Um, this For me, it's it's cool to be able to have guys like, you know, Steve Gadd or, or Peter Erskine or Ndugu Chancellor or whoever, and then also talk to the community like you and Jeremy, who I've now become friends with, who I would have never even known three years ago. Um so there's so many people that I that I communicate with on a semi regular basis that you know actually that I've never even met like you and I've never even met in person but I but I feel like we have a friendship you know so that to me that's an amazing thing to me and to be able to have you guys on the podcast is like it just everything comes full circle so I think it's I don't know I think it's really cool so so do I and thank you for having me on the podcast man so so stream pleasure and honor to be here of course man of course so let's talk about some stuff that you have going on now uh some projects that you're working on i know that you're always you're always doing something different you always have a bunch of different stuff going on so what are you working on now yeah uh you're right i i um doing all kinds of different stuff <laughs> man it's uh, it's awesome um well tonight i'm playing with a, a turkish band uh some turkish musicians and uh and uh, we, it's a band. Actually, it's one Turkish musician, and uh, the rest are Canadian. But uh, it's a band. Uh, we just recorded an album. It's going to be coming out soon, and uh, it's it's really exciting for me. Um, I I was at a showcase a um, year and a half ago, approximately, and and playing with one uh, another Turkish musician that was in town uh, for the showcase, and. Uh, so like something about the music just really hit me. I was like, what's going on? Like I could really feel it inside. And, um, and I really, really been into that. Um, besides that, um, yesterday I was playing some, uh, Indian, uh, music. Like, I mean, Indian inspired, uh, kind of a fusion of Indian classical Indian music and jazz. Um, it's not a band that I'm officially, a member of, but I was just kind of filling in. Um, uh, my friend Justin Gray and his band Synthesis. Um, yeah, tomorrow I'm. What's oh uh, no Friday? Uh, I'm playing um, with a, a friend of mine named Jay Danley, and he has a a, a band where he's playing, uh, concentrating on Ethio jazz. So I'm playing Ethio jazz on Friday. Hmm. And uh, last week I was playing uh, Hairspray, the musical. So it's like. It's all over the it's map, all, and it totally. That's the requirement, right? That's what that's what needs to be done. So it's like not, no, I'm a funk guy. No, I'm a I'm a you know a jazz guy or whatever it is. 
Yeah, it's it's music. I mean, you sort of. It's not. I mean, not everyone's going to play. You know, every single style of music every single day. You know, some people are going to be more. You know, it it just depends on where your where your path has led you. And my path has led me to to playing a lot of different kinds of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, like uh, they they're calling it world music. Um, just for back, lack of a better term, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, the opposite of world music is out, uh, out of this world music, I guess, whatever. But it, I mean, it's just a label. Labels can get tricky. Um, but uh, yeah, that's sort of where my path has led me, and uh, and I really enjoy it. I like it, man. And congratulations for all the stuff that that you've done. I I think that you've sort of masterfully uh, figured this out and and put the right the right pieces of the puzzle together that work for you and what you do may not work for someone else and what someone else does may not work for you. But the only thing that matters is that it, it works for you. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's been, it's, it's the variety of, of, for me, it's been really, really fun. I've, I've sort of, it's, it's, you're not always going to play the music that you're most interested in, but I, you know, it's just, hopefully you will. And, and lately I, I have been, you know, it's been, it's been quite a, a range of, of stuff. And I've really sort of, even just growing up, my, my sort of ears have been sparked to more, more like, uh, sounds from around the world than what's, you know, typical sort of Canadian music, whatever that is. I mean, Rush or whatever, but, um, right. um yeah, like, I don't know. It's, 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 I know some people that do only, only, uh, pop gigs, only top 40 gigs or they're, so they're, they're playing all the latest hits and, and everything. And, you know, and that's fine. And, um, for them, for me, it's like, I don't do that that often. Um, and, and for the people that are doing it, sometimes I see that they sort of get burnt out in that. Yeah. And, uh, for me, it's kind of cool because it's almost like I'm so involved in all these different musics from other parts of the world that when I do get called for like these gigs, it's almost like exotic music to, my, to me just cause I'm so involved in, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, like I had to learn, you know, uh, don't stop believing. Right. A, f- a few weeks. It's like, it's like, this is amazing. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm sure those guys that have played that song a million times, but for me, it's like, it's, it's still fresh. So it's, which is very cool for me. Right. 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 At least. <laughs> And I'm sure somebody else is like, oh man, not this song again. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. I've never played this before. Yeah. It's great. So where is, uh, where's the best place for, for people to get in touch with you, to connect with you, to, uh, to keep an eye on what you got going on? Uh, I mean, my website, um, my website, I list all my gigs. I have a, my, I have, um, my bio is pretty up to date. Um, I'm not always, you know, I'm not as on top of my website as, as I maybe should. I recently checked my news section. I'm like, oh, I haven't updated that, even though I've been doing all this stuff. I haven't updated that for like a year. So I, you know, trying to get trying to get into that. Um, so my website, yeah, which um, just maxsenate.com. Um, I'm sure you can put a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I'll put all that stuff in there. And then uh, Facebook, um, Facebook is good. You, if somebody wants to send me a message on Facebook or uh, you can email me through my website. Um, and and you, on, teach, you teach Skype lessons too, don't you? Yeah, not as often. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have, a, I mean, I have some friends that have like 
setups, they basically only do that and they have setups with like multi-camera and everything like that. But um, yeah, I teach more live than, than on Skype, but it's definitely, uh, definitely have. Yeah, I've had students, uh, I've had a student in Colombia, taught a few times, um, different parts of Canada. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I dig it. Well, Max, I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for being a, a strong supporter of the podcast and you have been sort of since day one. So I do appreciate you for that. I want to let you know that, uh, two congratulations on the success that you've had, uh, in your career and much continued success. And also, man, I just, I just appreciate what you do for the music community, man. I think you, you put out not only positive vibes and, and good music, but you you know, you're helping, I think you're helping shape that narrative that we talk about of, of saying, Hey, you know, you can do this and you can be a professional and, and here's sort of some of the things that, that I've done. So I do, uh, I appreciate you for that and I respect you for that, man. So congrats on all that. Thank you so much, Nick. Of course. And, uh, I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure that we, we will be talking soon, but, uh, again, thanks for being part of the podcast, brother. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. So there you have it, the one and only Max Senate. And for the links of how you can get in touch with him, how you can connect with him, you can go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 257. Also, if there's anyone who you think should be included in the listener spotlight, please let me know. Just shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com or on any of the social platforms you can reach me at drummersresource as well and again i just want to thank everyone for your well wishes your emails your messages your comments about this move out west it's been an amazing experience so far it's been a little scary it's been exciting uh it's been sort of a roller coaster of emotions but we're happy we're here and excited to explore this part of the country so thank you again for that and also if you dig the podcast you enjoy listening to this every week do me a favor leave a rating or review on itunes it's super easy to do it'll take you about a minute you just go on there leave a rating or review you can type your comments and if you do leave some leave your first and last name because i want to be able to thank you publicly over the podcast so uh if you could do that i would i would definitely appreciate it and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon peace